Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Dom Giordano Show, welcome in. Uh, not the news I was hoping for. Oh, fake Xmas trees might be bad for the environment. All of you artificial tree people. <laughs> You're not going to get credits. The good people with the natural trees, we get credit. That's that's from Fox. Fake trees, bad for the environment. It's a live distraction right there. Yes. All right. Um, See the Christmas trees. It's like, yep, yep, we got to hit that. All right. Uh, Jeff Van Drew, uh, apparently Matt Rooney says it's uh, breaking now. It's coming out. Is passing. Is not. Oh, he's got some audio from Van Drew. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Here, here's Jeff Van Drew. Not going to run for the U.S. Senate. November's election has come and gone, so we know what that means. Most politicians are already busy thinking about the next one. Me? I think about doing the best job I can do for the people who elected me. I think about the next problem to solve, the next issue to fix. I'm humbled that so many of you have asked me to run for the United States Senate. For a guy from Dennis Township, it's pretty special to be asked to run for one of the highest offices in our land. But it's these same South Jersey values that tell me this. Do the job in Congress you were sent to do. Because God help us, there's a lot of work in front of us. Our country is changing before our very eyes. And it's not changing for the better. Illegals pouring in. Criminals taking over. And these days, normal people like us are treated as second-class citizens. If we don't get this fixed, there's a chance we won't ever get our country back. These are serious times. And that's when I run into the fight, not away from it. That's why I'll be running for re-election for Congress. I'm running to restore the values that made our country great. I'm running because I'm going to keep exposing the Biden family's corruption from my seat on the Judiciary Committee. I'm running because South Jerseyans can't risk losing our seat in Congress. All hell would break loose if Democrats ever took back control of our House. And I'm running to make sure our part of the state gets the attention and the care and the respect that we deserve. All right, that's uh, Jeff Andrew. Thanks to uh, Matt Rooney at SaveJersey.com. Now, uh, it tells me, uh, calculation here, very hard for a Republican to win and maybe even believing because Tammy Murphy is just uh, that difficult to beat. Oh, God. 
I, it just, it's just the, the whole, on a, on a personal, just seeing this woman sashay in there. I'd rather have Menendez there. I could deal with that more than seeing the Murphys just see this as their seat. And the uh, fraudulent nature of never debating anybody, never having to take a position where anybody could ask her a question about it. And she deserves to be in the Senate. So, Dan, I think he's calculating. Yeah, like politically, it's impossible. Where do you stand? Like, if if Jeff is, is he, he's probably going to win re-election. Right, it's pretty known. He's done a right. great job in Congress. Uh, and there's a gamble he would take if he ran for Senate, and the potential mm-hmm. of losing any power whatsoever. So, politically accounting, do you think it's more beneficial for him to stay in Congress, or do you think it would have been beneficial for him to take the risk for Senate? And for yeah. conservatives. For right. Conservatives, well, it you know? tells me that they're making the calculation. I can't make as good of a calculation as they can. They have more ways of yeah. measuring it. And it tells me that this uh, means it's not just that a Republican can't win, but that Tammy Murphy, I think, is uh, the oh. the driving force. Maybe if Menendez were there, maybe somebody would run. So. We'll see who steps up to the plate to run against Tammy Murphy ultimately, but Menendez isn't getting out. Good for him. God <laughs> save the queen. My God. And I think Phil Murphy, if the worst happened and Joe Biden is unable to run, I think he'd jump in there, try to jump in there pretty quick. I know you can't believe it, but that's what would happen. How do you get past Kamala Harris? I don't think there is any way to get past uh, Kamala Harris, so... Uh, uh, we'll see if uh, Phil Murphy can do that. All right, 855-839-1210. That's how you get on board. Now, we told you about this story. It doesn't interest the rest of the media, but where I write and love the folks there, Delaware Valley Journal, it does. Today they have a full story on this woman that teaches at the Quaker School, Green Street French. She's not even a teacher. She is the DEI, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion person. This is the person, supposedly, to establish a better environment for everybody. She also was just elected to the Upper Dublin School Board. So it comes out that she was consorting, is the way that I would put it, and telling people to go to various seminars that were put on by anti-Semites. She got caught and she gave a non-apology apology. And uh, last night or the Wednesday night at the Upper Dublin School Board meeting, most urged the board to remove her before she was sworn in. They didn't accept the apology. They said it was phony. She said that she was tagged. Someone put something on her page. One woman says, I know the difference between being tagged and when you share something is actually what she did. So, Dan, this woman over at Green Street Friends is now caught up in doing her own event in Boston. And the allegation from the Upper Dublin people is one of the speakers there, they haven't looked at everybody yet, is uh, somebody with an anti-Semitic background also. Autumn Allen, her name is. So this woman, Miss uh, Ms. Ebarvia, uh, is holding, hosting a conference in Boston on January 5th. At the conference, she's hosting a woman named Autumn Allen. Allen has a history, allegedly, of posting and promoting anti-Semitic information, which parrots language used by 
Hamas. What are the odds? Does this tell you how far this stuff goes? That in the suburbs, we've seen not one, but now two newly elected members to the school board. In the case of the Colonial School Board District, the woman resigned. She's a deputy superintendent of the Philadelphia Public Schools. She called the um, Israeli Defense Forces a terrorist group, among other things. Then this woman from Green Street, a Quaker school. A group that's, in my mind, got a lot to answer for when it comes to this kind of radical anti-Semitism. I mean, it seems to me over the years we've seen them believing that Israel doesn't have a right to exist. Some of them still call it Palestine. It's amazing how much of this is coming out. 855-839-1210, that's how you get in. AT&T and Verizon Wireless. All you have to do is just push pound 1210. What is it about? It's about this idea of colonization, that everybody's a colonialist. Anybody white is. Well, what about Israel? Well, they don't belong there. They're allied with the United States. We have to decolonize them. The land is really the Palestinians' land. Well, what about all the historical record of Jews being there? We don't care about that. We're the mob. And they're all over the place. And almost all of them are progressives. So the threat to people that are Jewish, isn't it not clear, is not from Donald Trump or the Trump base. It's from the left. It's from the squad. It's from people like that. They seethe with it. They can't get enough of it. They wake up every day. It thrills them. What happened on October 7th? They couldn't be happier. All right, one other thing to uh, tell you about. Uh, The head coach of the Buffalo Bills, Dan, seems like a nice enough guy. Sean McDermott's got Philly roots, area roots. Uh, Was the defensive coordinator for Andy Reid, now the chief uh, head coach of the uh, Bills. So it's come out now in the Buffalo News that Sean McDermott used the terrorist mentality on 9-11 to try to inspire his team. He asked them at the big team meeting to have more team culture. Tell me what you think of the idea. Just think of how committed these terrorists were, how they communicated, how they had each other's backs. No, I'm not saying he's a, um, a terrorist supporter. But can you imagine sitting there? They said how uncomfortable some of the players were when your coach is talking about modeling the behaviors of the people that murdered us on 9-11. There's something about football. I mean, I get it, of uh, being uh, into a particular mindset, that that's all that you think about. But how in the world can anyone think you could draw analogies from the terrorists on 9-11 for a football team? What can we learn from them? What can we use that we can use as football players? All right, 855-839-1210. Uh, That's how you get on board. AT&T and Verizon Wireless. All that you have to do is push pound 1210. Candidate for the Senate, Dave McCormick, will be with us at about uh, uh, 1.30. He's called for the ouster of the Presidente of Penn. Bob Casey Jr. has not. So, you know, there's some political symbolism going on here with that whole deal. And he gave a speech in town yesterday about China. 
Dan, I, what do you think McCormick's reaction is going to be when I told him, when I tell him that in a poll we took this week about what's the biggest threat to the country, people said not China. Uh, many of these people now landing on the media. And look, <laughs> the media is a threat to this country. I get what you're saying. But I, I am amazed this week that people still want to bypass, even if you can't see it blatantly in front of you, they are a threat to the world as we know it. And if they invaded Taiwan and we did nothing, as suggested by another poll we put up, that would be very, very difficult. All right. So I see a lot of reaction to that poll that we put up, uh, I guess it was yesterday, uh, around this. All right. 855-839-1210. Let me go to uh, Steve in Collingswood on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Steve. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, so my show is uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. Okay. Why, why do you say Welcome Back, Cotter? Um, I, it just it just dealt with so many societal issues, and it and it and it did it in, in a good way that that didn't seem to make um, didn't seem to make enemies of everybody, um, and it was sort of an uplifting comedy. I mean, I also liked um, you know um, uh, the Jeffersons. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, star quality too. Travolta, at least. I'm trying to remember some of the other people that were in it, but there were several. I think. Yeah. I think that was his first his first major like appearance um john travolta i think it was yeah good one obviously Uh uh welcome back cotter thank you thanks steve very much all right we'll take more of your calls at 855-839-1210 at&t and verizon wireless uh you just push pound 1210 so what has come out around all that's happened with israel What's come out is you see how far this has gone, not just on college campuses, but all over the place. These school boards, for example. Incredible. Not one, but two of them. Just blatantly, even after what we've seen with Hamas. We've seen it in Congress. And it's not going to end. They are not going to give up on this. They're going to continue to out themselves because they've been allowed to get away with it. And this uh, phony now defense... What about the First Amendment? I talked with Dan earlier about it. Look, you have the First Amendment right to say this stuff. But if you're on a college campus, if you're a student there, they have all these regulations about speech around everything. Get rid of them then. Just say there's no speech that will be outlawed here. But if you're going to kick someone out because they use the wrong pronouns, calling for the genocide of a people saying that Israel doesn't exist, targeting Jewish businesses, defending Hamas. And these are the things they're willing to say, so you know what they really harbor. These are mobs. These are people that are determined to bring down America, traditional America. That's what they're about. That's the biggest lesson of all this. That's the biggest hatred coming out of this. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Don Giordano show. Uh, Dan, we had to be a bit circumspect, but uh, the Christmas uh, present for Roe is coming together. I just got the word hey. from all the other parties involved. Have you ever had That's a great. thing, a present for Maisie or anybody else, where you went to at least oh, I went to six or seven sources to pull it off? Um, no, but I have had the stress of the present. Like, like, what happens a lot that I've run into is, I like, I got something off of Etsy, which is like a craftsman kind of website, a yes. craftswoman, where they're all making yes. it. And uh, I, I had hoped to uh, get it for in time for a birthday, and it's running late, and I don't know if it's going to come in time, so I'm starting to stress, too. I, I, feel, I feel your pain a little bit, but it's yeah. not the going like you have to place after place trying to get this done, but finally, finally it's coming together, huh? Yeah, well, the guy I sent the stuff to that you helped me with said, got it. Now, I don't know what that Okay. I'd like to hear yeah. it more effusive. It's exactly right, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. Ah. When this comes off, I, I need to do a video of uh, Roe on, well, uh, I like to get presents before Christmas. I know, you know, only one, whatever the big one is. I can't wait to Christmas to do it. You know, why wait until then? Why build up all that tension? All right, 855-839-1210. That's how you uh, get on board. Uh, By the way, uh, the House now is going to have a full investigation. This is bigger than just that testimony the other day of what's going on in college campuses as far as anti-Semitism and the like. And this is all good. I know it takes uh, forever with this stuff. What are they going to investigate? It's pretty clear what's going on. You got to document it. You have to put them through their paces. And what these presidents said this week, they would have to know the context of someone calling for genocide to know that that would violate their policies and principles. It has had uh, a lot of eruption. One Penn donor, $100 million now that he's not going to donate to Penn. That's sizable, even for a place like Penn. Now, does it stop them in the end? And I remember, I think it was way back to Monday this started. I made the point that this guy that wrote a piece in the Wall Street Journal, that America's colleges are the greatest threat to America. I didn't think that was, I still think it's China, but he made a great point that what we're seeing play out, what they're engaged in, Dan made the point, kneecapping entire generations based upon the amount of money that they're in the hole now around student debt. 
Biden yesterday for giving another $4.8 billion. We made the point, though, the better strategy is not to just go after the people getting that largesse. It's to go after big college and how much they're charging. Doesn't seem like Republicans have gotten that, though. So, look, I know you get angry. You see this type of stuff. How is this fair? Well, here's another one. Biden bribery. President Biden announcing yesterday they have this plan. They want to give 500,000 more people home ownership. Give it to them. Proposal known as the Neighborhood Homes Investment Act. Home ownership for an additional 500,000 homes. And where they want to put these people, it's a twofer, the suburbs. Get it? We're going to put this housing in the suburbs. The legislation could help 500,000 homes and generate, they say, $125 billion in development revenue over the next decade. The uh, people that would qualify for this are more low-income, making billions of dollars in low-cost loans available for developing housing in the suburbs. Now, think of all the people who've had to sweat it out, and we've had uh, Dan Stravale going on for about a year now, to get into that first home. And what's it due to? Well, due to Biden spending, the Fed raised interest rates tremendously. So today I'm looking, every the, the first Friday of the month is when we get the numbers. They're arguing Bidenomics is working. Unemployment is down to 3.7. And yet they're claiming, well, inflation is slowing. And they're mad, though. They're mad because the average American is saying, I get it whether you get it or not. It's not about it's slowing. It's what I have to pay for it. All that money, all that inflation is built into it. And even at 3%, 3.5%, it still is enormous. It still is something you can't imagine. I'm trying to remember uh, yesterday, we, we, I talked to someone and they, they told me, that can't be the price. It was a simple thing, too. It wasn't some gigantic thing. We're looking still for all kinds of examples. This beef jerky was one with $11. Yeah, the beef, the beef uh, jerky was one. Gosh. Yeah, somebody hold that, held that damn when I went yesterday, and they heard the beef jerky thing. And, you know, where I go, people say, hey, how about this one? I'm cataloging all them. This is what Republicans ought to be doing. But they, they have all these talking heads who are well off. They're saying, well, look at this today. Only 3.7 unemployment, and yet the inflation rate is cooling. I wouldn't exactly say it's cooled. It's still going up with everything that was baked in. And then the question all over the place today, when you get a day like this, they're saying, well, do the American people really think we're going to go back to the previous prices? What the American people are saying is, I can't possibly pay for this stuff. What are you talking about? I see stories today, people cutting back on Christmas shopping for the holidays. That's not good. That's that's not America. That's not the American dream. That's not something I think Americans should have to do. So how in the world do they get away with it? I don't think they can. I think this is baked in. It's sticking. Their only hope 
is to try to make Trump such an existential threat that they will be able to counterbalance what Americans are feeling. Their other hope is, let's face it, at this point in time, in a place like Pennsylvania, they have a big advantage with mail-in balloting. And that's, that's an advantage that can be overcome for the life of me. I, I can't understand. I understand why we have these Republicans at the state and here in Philadelphia who are just worthless. I don't understand why we don't have a mechanism and an urgency to stop them, to get them out of the way, to get them out of there. Because if we don't, and Trump is a nominee, it puts into doubt carrying Pennsylvania. I mean, this is where we are. This is where the station has tremendous power to carry Pennsylvania. You carry Pennsylvania, you're going to carry the presidency. 855-839-1210. Just pull up eggs. Uh, yes. $1.43 in 2017 was the national average. Right. Uh, I'm looking at the Acme over in Fishtown. It's a uh, 359. Oh, well, it's on a, sale. It's on sale, by the way. It's usually four sixty nine. Oh my god! Yeah. For Remember, days. we did the McDonald's thing because they were on that with a guy, and we found twelve fifty two over in Grace Ferry at a McDonald's for a Big Mac, fries, and a Sprite. Yeah. This is not going to go away. It'll be minimal to go away. It's still going to increase because inflation is still going to be about three percent at best. Is this something people are going to say? Yeah, you know what? All these other things. This is killing me. And if this guy's in there, he's going to continue to do it. I think that's where it's leading. So what do they think they can do to win? Well, they got the media. They're going to try to continue. They can't downplay inflation. Because their only solution is to blame Americans and to say, stop telling us about this. Are you dumb? Don't you understand things are getting better? And people are saying, no, they're not. you got to be kidding me that we have to put up with this. All right, 855-839-1210. Imagine 500,000 more homes, though. Another bribery scheme. And a twofer put them in the suburbs. One of these people in the suburbs going to feel that their way of life is being diminished or threatened by Biden? Are they really still going to say, yeah, well, I want to get an abortion? And I don't like Trump's tweets. Is that it? 855-839-1210. That will get you on board. Uh, Robert in Ben Salem on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Robert, good afternoon. Hey, Dom, Dan, it's good to talk to you guys. It's a beautiful day out here, man. It looks Um, like. um, Before I get to my answer, we... You just, oh, geez, Dom, you, you drive me crazy because when I'm waiting on hold, you talk about things and you get me going on something else. But when it comes to when it comes to what we are talking about with the threat, you're right in that China is the existential threat. My point is they wouldn't be such a threat if it wasn't for the media and the Democrats. And I would pose it to you like this. If you have an existential threat that's external and an existential threat that's internal, which one do you prioritize? Well, yeah, I hear you. Um, I, I still say China because the media. And you're right. Yeah, <laughs> but... yeah the, the media. The media is a um, uh, 
more difficult. Because you keep asking, how do they yeah. get away with their stuff? How do they get away with their I stuff? Hear you. Because I hear you. of yeah. the media. Yeah. Well, look, I don't think Republicans, though, and we got McCormick coming up, who's on this, uh, Bob. Uh, Dave McCormick, yeah. he's, on the, he's in the bullpen. He's listening now. I don't think Republicans have raised it here. A lot of them are suspect on this, too, as far as making mm-hmm. this the ex. And this Larry Fink guy, the guy that we've talked about several times, they're controlling 25% of America's investment income. Astounding. He's the guy standing on the chair applauding G when they had that meeting here in, in San Francisco. Well, if Republicans are wondering why it always seems like we're spinning our wheels, they have to remember that we're fighting on two fronts, okay? Well, the but, Democrats, yes. but, the, but the establishment Republicans, who I liken to the Scottish nobles in Braveheart, they're more concerned with their seats on the D.C. cocktail circuit than they are about representing their constituents. But here, now, here, here's the, the thing, uh, though, Rob- that I, I'm trying to get an answer to, uh, the point that mm-hmm. I'm making. Why in the world would Trump keep Ronna McDaniel here, two debates on CNN, and there's got to be a mechanism that I'm looking for, Robert, to oust these Republicans in Philadelphia that are running it. The, uh, the well, people at the National Office got to get them out of there. If not, the bush, they're going to the be anti-Trump. The Bushes are gone. The Cheneys are yeah. gone. Romney's on his way out. McConnell's on his way out. I think we're making good progress on that. And don't. We shouldn't underestimate the progress we're making. If we hadn't come out and won the House in the last election, we wouldn't know any of this stuff about the Hunter Biden. We're winning. It's just taking a while because we're fighting more than one enemy. All and that's right. All well, I'm in agreement with that any day. Right. Oh, what's your song? Uh, your show? Uh, my, my, my show is Soap. Ah, okay? outside the box. The re- two reasons. The first reason is all my other answers were taken. Okay. okay? But the second reason was it was a, it was a, a spoof on soaps, and it was hilarious. I laughed from beginning to end in every show, and that was Billy Crystal's uh, first role, I think. But uh, uh, you guys have a great day. You, I really thank appreciate you, Bob. It, Bob. Thank you, Bob. We'll get out there and enjoy. Dave McCormick, candidate for Senate, came to Philadelphia yesterday, gave his points on what we should do versus China. Several of them were much different than anybody else, much more detailed. He's next here on Talk Radio 1210. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Big issues, big guests. Uh, this race in Pennsylvania, Bob Casey Jr., finally has a big-time competitor. In previous races, maybe that wasn't the case. Dave McCormick, who barely lost to Dr. Oz for the Republican nomination, is back in the ring, came to Philadelphia yesterday to near Independence Hall and gave a speech explicitly. And several of these things uh, I was not in the loop or aware about that are very detailed about how to take back, well, to fight back against China and to do it uh, not 10 years from now, but right now. He joins us here on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Dave, welcome back to Philadelphia. 
Hey, Dom, how are you? It's good, good to be with you again. Uh, give me a sense of why, and I saw this in several reports, that China would be a big issue or the number one issue between you and Bob Casey Jr., given any number of other things. Well, I think the, the main reason is that China is a huge issue for America. Uh, the, the Chinese Communist Party poses an enormous threat, an economic threat, a national security threat. Uh, they're responsible for the fentanyl crisis. Uh, we see they have uh, supported uh, some of the, the, the terrible things that are going on in, in the world. The biggest buyer of Iran's oil right now is China. Um, they are, uh, have stolen and taken our technology and our research and really created a military that's capable of challenging us and made us more dependent on America. Uh, they're the source of the COVID virus, which ultimately killed 53,000 Pennsylvanians. So China poses a real threat, and the, the senator from Pennsylvania needs to be a leader on how we should take on China, overhaul our relationship with China in a way that's uh, great for America. And that's why I gave the speech, because I wanted to lay out a vision of the kind of ideas and the kind of leadership that Pennsylvanians could count on from me uh, if elected to the Senate. Yes, very detailed, which I'll get to that in a second. Yesterday, um, I was bouncing off the debate when China came up and Taiwan came up, Dave. And I had a gut feeling, given this idea, a good idea, in my view, about not getting into these unending wars. But I think Taiwan would be a disaster if China struck and we did little or nothing. And yet in a poll of our listeners the winning uh, number was pretty much no, uh, do not get involved in that. Are, are you aware of that sentiment out there that there's some of that? Well, I think it's, uh, yeah, certainly. I think that 20 years of war in Iraq and Afghanistan, I was, uh, I was a, a veteran of the first uh, Gulf War where I went to Iraq. Uh, Americans are saying, uh, you know, listen, we don't want to invest our treasure in the lives of young men and women from Pennsylvania uh, in foreign wars when we have so much trouble at home. So I hear that sentiment. I understand it. The key is leadership. Leadership, uh, strength uh, uh, invites, um, or weakness rather, invites terrorists around the world, bullies around the world to test us. Strength is the, is the best deterrent uh, to those who would challenge America's interests. And so I think we need leadership in the White House, leadership in the Senate, that's going to ensure America's strong, and ensure that if we're going to engage with the world, which I think we should do, we do that in a way that we explain to the American people why it's in America's interest. And that's true with how we engage with China. That's true for how we should take on Iran and make sure it's not underwriting terrorism. I'm not saying do these things because America's the, the global policeman. I'm saying do these things because it's in America's interest. It protects the lives and the well-being of people right here in Pennsylvania. Now, to some people, and that's why I'm glad you gave very explicit uh, things we could do yesterday, it seems so enormous how enmeshed we are with China's economy. It's one of Dave McCormick's arguments. Yeah, but they need us, too. They're enmeshed with us. They're dependent on us. Not really. I, I don't make that argument. Okay. It's true we're enmeshed. I mean, when uh, it's absolutely the case that, uh, you know, if you go into your house right now or, or mo most houses in, in America and Pennsylvania, 30% of the, of the goods uh, on the shelf or, or in your living room are, are made in China. And so our economies are very dependent. The key thing, in my opinion, 
is to make sure we're not dependent on things that matter to the security and the well-being of America. So, for example, semiconductors. We become hugely dependent on Taiwan for semiconductors. It's 90 miles away from mainland China. Pharmaceuticals. We learned during COVID that the pharmaceutical supply chains uh, in uh, China really, really had us uh, create a huge dependency for us. Um, and we're doing that now with all the solar stuff, uh, the lithium batteries. We're becoming hugely dependent on China. So we have to stop our dependence on China. And the second thing I, I lay out in my speech, we can't have America investors uh, or companies uh, supporting China, investing in China in a way that supports the Chinese national security state. So I'm not saying we should end all economic activity tomorrow with China because that would be incredibly disruptive. I'm saying we have to be smart, and we haven't been smart uh, with our leaders in Washington, and uh, and we need to change that, and that's why I made the speech. And, Dave, of course, the criticism is going to come out. Well, Dave McCormick, though, had one of the world's great and big companies enmeshed or at least doing tremendous business with China. So does that undercut it? How does that help make your case? Well, I talked about that in the speech um, because, you know, I went to China first as a young man um, in the uh, – uh, right after I left the Army. And then I've, I've been to China more than a dozen times as a senior government official and in business. And, and my former uh, employer, Bridgewater, did do business in China, where about 2% of our investments were in China. And the point I make is uh, when you're a Pennsylvania and you're a voter, uh, you have to decide who's most qualified, who's most capable of showing the leadership and the action needed. And those experiences have given me real insight into what we're dealing with with the Chinese. And, uh, and I've been a strong voice for many years on China, and also I've laid out a clear plan on what to do. Bob Casey's been in the Senate for 17 years. Um, he's started to make noise uh, recently because uh, he's now has a, a campaign he's got to run. He's running for reelection, but he's done virtually nothing in almost three full terms in the Senate. And so you have to ask yourself, if you're a Pennsylvanian, who's most equipped to take on the true challenge of our time, you know, a combat veteran, a person who's worked at the highest levels of government, a person who has a vision for how to take on China, uh, or someone who's had the chance and hasn't done much, if anything, in his 17 years in the Senate. So, Dave, you're out there on the uh, campaign trail now, and you've just uh, had a hiatus after the campaign with Dr. Oz, which is one of the most uh, amazing that we've seen. Are people... Talking about China, though, I'm sure at, at times, but inflation. We, we just see today the numbers touted for Biden. Number, number one inflation. Yeah. Number one's inflation. And, and Americans, I hope, and they seem to be, are connecting the dots, particularly <laughs> presidentially. Well, I hope they are, too. And I'm certainly trying to connect the dots for them. So he, here we have it. I mean, Republicans and Democrats alike, both sides have spent too much money and not been responsible fiscally. Uh, over the last decade or, no, or so. But under Joe Biden, it's been a hockey stick, Tom. Uh, $5 trillion in additional spending, that is the direct cause of the inflation challenges we're having. 20% rise in prices. Real incomes have not kept up. So for most Americans, for most Pennsylvanians, they are feeling more and more pressure. 60% of Pennsylvanians live paycheck to paycheck. Gas is higher, food's higher, rent's higher. And that's why nobody believes Bidenomics is working. And, uh, and Bob Casey has said the problem here is greedflation. He, he's saying, I guess to, to distract attention from the real cause, 
that the problem is businesses are gouging uh, consumers. Uh, that, that's just simply not the case. If you're running a business, if you're a farmer, um, if you're a food producer, all your inputs have gone up under Joe Biden. And so that's why prices have gone up. And uh, this is an area where, as a guy who's created a thousand jobs in, in Pennsylvania, hundreds of jobs in Pittsburgh, a guy who's run multiple businesses, a guy who's worked in economic policy, I know what to do to get our economy back on track and I can fight for policies that make sense for Pennsylvanians. The policies of Joe Biden and Bob Casey, Bob Casey, by the way, who votes 98 percent of the time with Joe Biden, those policies are not working for Pennsylvanians. Look, uh, I give him credit, though, for the greed inflation thing (laughs) that he put out simply because let's look at it on his side. What else are you going to say here? You got to try to come up with this boogeyman of corporate America, because if you don't, there's no escaping this. This is an issue where there is no escape. Yeah, it's like when you it's like when you catch your kid with their hand in the candy dish yes. and they say the dog did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, Dave, uh, it was great speech yesterday. What's uh, the number one that we've talked about the main things, but several things there I had not really heard from anyone else. Give us one other thing you think that's doable in the near future to contest with China. Well, you know, there's um, there's a, a big effort underway. Um, and it may it may not jump out at you, but when you think about it, it's a big deal. There's a real effort underway for Chinese individuals, Chinese companies to buy huge tracts of farmland. Yes. Uh, and and land across the country. And uh, and I said uh, in my speech, we should ban that, ban strategic purchases of farmland, and make sure those go through a national security review. And the reason for that is we learned during COVID, and we see in the in the fight in Ukraine, food security is a big deal. And America is blessed. We have bountiful food supply, and we are able to export that uh, to our allies. And um, and we shouldn't let the Chinese government uh, or Chinese individuals tied to the government buy up huge tracts of farmland or ranch land where there could be minerals or land that could be close to critical infrastructure, military bases. We need to protect against that. They, they are they are very, the Communist Party is very strategic. And they're doing strategic things. If they're buying millions of acres of farmland, that's not an accident. And so I, I think we should prohibit that. That's one of many things we should do. The, the second, I'll just say, and we, we should have done this earlier, we should kick China out of the World Health Organization. I mean, nobody doubts that the uh, COVID originated in Wuhan. And uh, the Wuhan Virology Center there has something to do with it. And yet China has stonewalled. They've not been transparent about the sources of that, and they've used the WHO, the World Health Organization, to promote propaganda around the origins of COVID. And we just can't have that. We've got to, we've got to push back on both things. Absolutely. Dave, what's the website for your campaign? DaveMcCormickPA.com, and uh, appreciate your voters listening and, uh, and checking out the website. Thank you, Dave. Have a nice weekend. Thanks very much. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Dave McCormick here on Talk Radio 1210. Uh, I'm amazed, Dan, but any number of experts claim that China is going to be a big issue here between Casey and Dave McCormick. Uh, Inflation. Look, I give Casey credit as much as we've mocked it. At least he's got something. It's the corporations. You know, you just can't go around saying things are better. Why are you mad about this? All right. uh, Coming up, we put all this on hold. We're going to talk with Scott Cronick, our entertainment guy about uh, what were the best, what were the worst things, and maybe you've seen some, maybe you have not, 
uh, TV and otherwise in 2023 and give you a couple of things we're getting into the season where you might have a chance to catch up on a couple of shows. And today we're looking for the number one show in the history of TV. We've been all over the map. Everybody has a contender. I haven't heard some of the ones that usually uh, we I say all in the family. Dan the Wire. Those are two of my top five, without a doubt. Dom Giordano's show. You know, this is the uh, time of year when you might have a little bit more time. We'll talk binge watching and all those things coming up. But also, uh, what are some of the things you missed or some of the things that were just really bad this year? Joining us to break all that down is our Atlantic City-based wide-ranging correspondent, Scott Cronick here, back with us on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Scott, welcome back. What's up, boss? How are you doing today? Very, very well. Well, uh, Norman Lear uh, this week passed away at the age of, I think, approximately 101. I had one caller that really went off on him. But even Breitbart said what I would say about him. What this guy did was revolutionary. And uh, the way I read All in the Family, I don't see it in an attack upon the Archie Bunkers of the world. There was a lot of sentimentality toward Archie and Edith Bunker. Yeah, and that's how Carol O'Connor approached that character. He wanted everyone to see the bigotry and all that stuff. And people are just so sensitive. They don't get that, you know, Carol O'Connor was a pretty liberal guy. (laughs) You know, like he he really was trying to expose the country for for the problems that it had. I mean, all the family was really brilliant television, in my opinion. I said it's the best TV show of all time. Dan says The Wire. What does Scott Cronick say? Well, The Wire is right there for me. Uh, and it, 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 so, you know, I always say it's that, Breaking Bad. But when it comes down to it, because I'm actually re-watching Breaking Bad right now with my wife, and I, I love every minute of it because she never saw it. But the thing wow. that I think I could sit wow. through it, through and through and through over and over again is The Sopranos. I think The Sopranos is the all-time greatest TV show. If it's not The Wire, it's The Sopranos. Well, that's fair enough. i got to be in Dan's camp, though. I've, I've gone over this time after time. It's The Wire. Yeah. I, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you, too. I didn't want to repeat Dan because, you know, Dan's not that smart. So <laughs> I, wanted to, I, wanted to be, I wanted to be different, but uh, it is The Wire. But here's what I will say about The Wire. The Wire only was four seasons. One of those seasons, I think it was number three, was okay. It wasn't awesome, right? Seasons one, two, and I really love four because it was journalism, and that's really what I, you know, I love that part of it. Uh, but, you know, The Sopranos had seven seasons or so, and every season was awesome. You know, so uh, that's maybe, you know, longer, almost twice as long of a show, and See, didn't have a bad I, I hear you, Scott. Seven. You're looking at two. Is it fair? You're looking at the personal entertainment value and the intellectual value. I threw in with All in the Family and another show that Dan uh, threw in, The Cosby Show, which is the societal impact of it, in addition to the greatness. You know what I mean? That The Cosby Show yeah. is the first time that America saw upper-middle-class black people, particularly during that time period. That was pretty revolutionary. Yeah, but it hasn't aged well, right? So to me, ah, you could okay. still watch MASH, right? right? You could still watch MASH because it's a period piece and it still holds up, right? You could still watch what I think is the greatest sitcom of all time, Seinfeld, 
and it still holds up. It's really very funny. Or Curb Your Enthusiasm is really still very funny no matter what year you watch. You watch the Cosby show, and everything about it is dated, from their clothes to their jokes to how hokey it is. To I mean, it, it's a That's tough a show to sit through. Well, yeah. right, uh, you know, trying to uh, continue it over a period of time, that is a benchmark when we look at uh, greatness here. Let's just pivot before we hear what we may have missed TV or film this year that you think people should go hey, Don, to. Don, can I, can I say one more thing? So sure. if Norman Lear is the greatest, then it's hard, it's hard not to say he's the greatest, right? Um, I'll, I'll throw a couple others at you. How about James Burroughs? who in the 70s did Rhoda and Phyllis and Laverne and Shirley in the 80s did, did Night Court and Wings and Frasier and News Radio and Third Rock and in the 90s did Will and Grace and Big Bang Theory came later and Two and a Half Men and Mike and Molly and some of his stuff is still on the air, including Frasier. I mean, I think it depends what kind of humor you like, but that okay. guy's right up there, man. Oh, yeah. You know no what doubt. I mean? That makes a good case. I was unaware of how many... I look at, to the spinoffs of the show, my argument would be with All in the Family, and The Jeffersons is a very prominent show. The spin out of that is something like The Jeffersons. That's Scott bringing up James Burroughs, though, is a great point. Yeah. Think of Cheers and all the spinoff stuff of yeah. Cheers as well. You know, so yeah. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. yeah. So what are some you of know, the... To me, for, for, yeah. for my bang for my buck, I would take James Burroughs. But, right. you know, that's all. I think it's them. Those guys are one and two, and then everybody else is like... 10th and 11th, you know. What are some of the really bad things from 2023 other than Taylor Swift mania? Oh, that is bad. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, all right. So, you know, I'm a big movie buff. Obviously, I'm a big t- uh, comic book guy. I love, I'm okay with comic book movies. Love comic books in general. But the two worst movies of the year were both comic book movies. Blue Beetle from DC and The Marvels from oh, Marvel. yes, yeah were just absolutely horrendous. And it, and then, you know, on the top of my, one of the top films of the year was Godzilla, which was made for $15 million. These movies are $150, 200000000 million movies that I'm talking about, and they stink. Oh. And, like, they could really, and they could really learn something from Godzilla minus one, which is, you know, I'll talk about that in a second. But, I mean, they, it's just atrocious. And then I, on the TV list, my worst is another Marvel film. Uh, thing secret invasion i thought was uh, you know impossible to sit through it was so boring um and then uh lucky hank which stars one of our favorites Bob yes. was just oh what an abomination you and neil zorn and i agree and we were you know can't get enough of bob odenkirk and that was a, a right thing to sat you know what it is satirizing college types they're so boring <laughs> after one satirization you know it all Oh, it was terrible. I mean, I, I mean, I watched them all, and I can't believe I got through them. That's how bad it was. Like, I, it was you, you know what it is? It, the expectations, I think, were pretty high for that with Odenkirk, and it was abysmal. So coming up over the holidays, what would you recommend that people may have missed? Or, Dan, did you have one more point? You know, that's, yeah. that's the best yeah. of 2023. I just wanted yeah. to ask a Velma, too. I'm surprised it's not on your list because that was absolutely terrible, the yeah. Scooby-Doo spinoff by Mindy Kaling. Uh, I didn't see that. I didn't okay. see that. Yeah, don't, don't but watch yeah, I'll tell it. you don't what. But here is my wor- here is my pick of the worst television show that I can remember. Are you ready? Yes. And it's only two episodes in, and I'm already telling you that it's the worst show maybe of uh, you know in the last few years. It's the Bookie. 
on HBO with Sebastian Maniscalco. It is hard to believe that that guy is so funny and can be so unfunny in movies and television. You have to watch. the. It's brand new. I think there's two or three episodes. You have to watch it, Dom, just to see how bad television can be. It makes Lucky Hank entertaining. Well, I believe the guy is funny, too, but I don't know if he's $500 a ticket funny. That's my thing. Wow. No, he's he, he not. He's not. He's yeah. not. But I'll tell you what, these show, the show and then the movie he made with Robert De Niro, that has to be on the list of worst movies of the year, too. Uh, it, it's a, and it, it, it was, it, he's awful. He's, an, he's awful. I think he, maybe it's the material he's picking or he's grabbing the money or whatever it is, but uh, he's got to choose better because I think he's funny and talented, but he hasn't shown it yet. So, best up, what do we uh, have for 2023? All right, so I already told you Godzilla Minus One. Not my favorite, but it's only four or five episodes in. It's a, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Godzilla Minus One, the movie, is, like I said, what other film studios in Hollywood should be emulating. It's a great monster story, but it's not about that. It's a real heartbreaker story set in post-World War II about a kamikaze pilot who didn't have the guts to be a kamikaze pilot who uh, encounters Godzilla along the way. I know it sounds ridiculous. It does sound pretty ridiculous, Scott. Got to say, kamikaze pod, Godzilla. Do it! I think it sounds it's great. Awesome. <laughs> and, and because of that post-World War II scene, it's already in a, like a post-apocalyptic setting, but Japan is already ravaged. But the dialogue is great. The writing is good. The characters are amazing. It's the first Godzilla movie ever that has a story that is more important than when the monster arrives. And I, it's just unbelievable how successful it is and, and how well it's doing it. See it while it's in IMAX because you want to see it. It's fantastic. Really great. The other two, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, we've talked about that. Martin Scorsese, I think he's going to I think he's going to sweep the Oscars with a lot of things. He's already won a bunch of awards that come out already in New York Film Critics Circle. Uh, and also the National Board of Review made the movie hit director and also um, the actress. For, uh, so I think that they're going to sweep up in the uh, Oscars. And then a little, a little weird one, Spider-Man Across the Universe. It's going to pr- be the best animated film of the year, and it should be. It's just unbelievable. Uh, whether you have kids or don't, it's, uh, it's just mind-blowing how good an animated movie could be. Good stuff. Where did we find all things Scott Chronic? Come see me at Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. Uh, tomorrow we have a Tinseltown Market from 10.30 to 3, the brunch with Santa, uh, and uh, all kind of good stuff going on. And watch Fargo, everybody. It's four episodes in. It's the best show on television. <laughs> I would agree with that. Right now it is. Thank you, Scott. We're in mostly agreement today. Jeff Van Drew is next. Not running for the Senate in New Jersey. Dan, can I talk him out of it right here? I got my speech. I have everything. Is that what's going to happen? You're going to try to talk him into running for Senate? Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, Tammy Murphy must be stopped. I don't care what we have to do. All right, I'll shave my hair if he'll run. Anything. Well, maybe that was over the top. 855. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Pull that, Jim. Pull it. If that would stop Tammy Murphy, I will do it. Dom Giordano. Weekdays, noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210. WPHD. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. 
In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh. 